White Wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This is episode 16. Thanks for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you've been here before, thanks for sticking around. I know sometimes we go quite off the rails, uh, but I appreciate all of you taking the time out of your day, probably as you're sitting in traffic. Uh, to listen to me talk to the wall and rant and rave about junk and hopefully impart some common sense on all of you. Uh, So real quick, before we dive into things, a couple social media plugs. If you're not already on the Facebook following us, that would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. As always, I like to get some information out there. And if you want to give some feedback, which a lot of people do, but I tend to get them via message, not so much like Right there in the public forum, which is fine too. Uh, but join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Also on Twitter, at tell the wall pod. You can also follow my personal Twitter if you're bored and you know maybe you're a masochist for useless information. That would be at magic muppet. Um, both those on Twitter, at tell the wall pod and at magic muppet on Twitter. All right, before we get into things, you're not listening to this podcast. On the day I'm recording it, because I, I post it the morning after, especially these days. I have Zofia at home. I'm I'm at home with her most of the day. Minimal show prep gets done. I'm doing the I'm doing the actual recording like at night in my home studio. Um, so you're not going to be actually listening to. It's not actually happening while you're listening to this, but I will acknowledge just really quickly. It's freaking May the fourth. Yeah, I really don't care. I'm I really enjoy Star Wars, but I I don't care. All social media today is freaking Star Wars memes, like it's a national holiday or something. All the while, Bob Iger's sitting in his office just counting money. He said, yes, please, free marketing, free marketing. Um, and on that note, that that's it, May 4th. Okay, so it's May 4th. If you don't know what the hell that is, look it up. You, you probably don't have social media if you don't know what that is, um, you know, because, come on, it's all over the freaking place today. Uh, but I do want to bring up one thing. There's, there's such a backlash over the prequels that came out like in the 90s or early 2000s, whenever it was. Everyone loves the originals and all this other stuff, which is fine. I get that. But there's so much hype behind these new ones. And what I don't get is a lot of like the complaints about the, the prequels that came out is, is totally just like happening right now. And people aren't acknowledging that, you know, like everyone freaked out about episode, what was episode seven, The Force Awakens and all this stuff. And then they trot out this villain who's essentially like an angsty teenager. Kylo Ren, like you can boil that down to an angsty teenager who gets kind of mad. You know, he just happens to have a lightsaber and some other powers. How is this any different from like Anakin Skywalker in the prequels? I don't get it. I, I just don't. And then, oh, we all hate Jar Jar Binks and like all these funny little things. So, you know, to get away from that, we're going to make a droid that looks like a soccer ball. Get over it, people. Get over it. Here's the thing that I've figured out. And, and nothing against episode eight or seven, wherever the hell they are. You know, I can't keep track because there's all these offshoots and there's these different graphic novels and stuff. I've given up on trying to keep track of Star Wars. I'll watch the movies. Like, totally appreciate the movies. It's fine. I get it. Uh, but it, it's just funny that I think had, had, had Lucas not done prequels and done sequels back in the 90s, people would have just eaten it up. Because that's what's happening. It, it, it's the same kind of hollow plot line. You know, and it's the same, like, Kyle, again, Kylo Ren, angsty teenager, kind of like Anakin Skywalker. But because they throw some Han Solo in there and some Leia and some Chewie and all this other stuff, people are eating it all up. So just just think about that. Like, I, And if, some, if you're out there, explain to me, 
How's Kylo Ren? Like, how's Kylo? You know, the original, the original Star Wars trilogy, Darth Vader was downright terrifying. You know, I'm exaggerating. He wasn't, but that was a scary villain. Kylo Ren, angsty teenager. I don't care if he puts on a stupid mask. Angsty teenager who gets his ass kicked at the end of, spoiler alert, gets his ass kicked at the end of the first, the episode seven. Think about that wall fans. All right, we're going to move on before we move on. Because we're going to get into some things. We got a little more structure this week. We haven't had some structure over the past couple of weeks, and, and I feel like we were lacking. And I got some feedback on that from people who actually were just listening to recent episodes, and they're like, why is... Yeah, because I had to talk about women's rights and all that other stuff, so we're getting back on track. But before we do that, the usual beer plug. This week, uh-huh, I'm drinking a, a very flavorful uh, IPA. It's called Epic IPA. It's from Mammoth Brewing Company. If you don't live in California uh, and don't know what Mammoth is, it's it's... It's a big mountain resort here in, I guess it's still Southern California, but you're getting close to like, not nor- no, not Northern, but you're getting out of Southern California when you have to drive like five hours from Los Angeles, which is still Southern California. Uh, nonetheless, it's a ski resort up there and it, there's a whole mountain town and everything, but it's, they're known for their skiing. Uh, and of course they have a brewery because everywhere has a brewery now, um, but it's really good. I enjoy the Epic IPA from Mammoth Brewing Company. I do really like their... Uh, their tagline, the brew with altitude, not attitude, altitude, because they are apparently uh, the highest altitude brewery uh, on the West Coast, which I, I, I think if you're going to be the highest brewery, the highest altitude for a brewery in the U.S., you probably have to be in Colorado. It's funny because my mother was here uh, this past weekend. That's how I found out about Mammoth Brewing. Um, she's, she sent me some pictures and was like, check it out. I was like, bring me a pine glass. I collect pine glasses from all the little breweries and stuff. Um, she also brought me a growler full of some orange porter. Uh, that didn't make it to today. Obviously, that was last weekend. I drank that. And my wife enjoys the porters too, so we, we both enjoyed it. Uh, but nonetheless... Really interesting. I enjoyed the Porter. I'm enjoying the Epic IPA, so check it out if you can find it. I found this at Galco's, which is my kind of my neighborhood soda and beer store. I can walk there. That's the beauty of it. Uh, but that's what we have this week, Epic IPA from Mammoth Brewing Company. Now that we've wasted an entire like five minutes on junk and ranting about Star Wars, let's get into things. All right. Social media. So, <laughs> social media has been fun this week. So much fun. Sorry, I'm just getting a sip of my Epic IPA here. Uh, and that, we'll get into a little more of what else has been happening today. It's May 4th. Something happened. We don't get into politics. Something happened today. But last week, this little thing called the Fire Festival just blew up. Not literally. That's kind of scary. It didn't literally blow up. Uh, but what happens, if, I'm not going to get into all the details of it. Look it up, Google it. Really just follow like the Twitter feeds about Fire Festival. It was this this festival. I don't want to sound blunt and ignorant. It was a it was a festival for rich people in the Bahamas, you know, and they hired all these influencers like like one of the Kardashian kids. I, I don't even know what the hell her name is. I, I don't really care to give that much of my effort to know what her name is, uh, but I know she was attached at one point. Um, and it was basically like a big music festival, like Coachella and all this other stuff. Honestly, I think trying to be a little bit like Burning Man as far as the festival side of it, but music nonetheless, which. You know, we don't, they don't have acts at Burning Man. We'll get into a little more of that as we talk about Burning Man over the next few episodes. Uh, but it's social media gold. It's, it's absolutely social media gold. I, I encourage you to check it out because <laughs> you will enjoy it. Uh, my favorite quote from and it was just it, it's just utter disaster. Like there was nowhere for people to sleep. They couldn't get, they couldn't even leave the Bahamas. There was just such confusion and all this other stuff. But check it out um, because it's essentially a bunch of rich people, you know, having problems that they couldn't. That, the, that this festival that cost an obscene amount of money didn't go off in the Bahamas uh, the way they had expected. 
Big surprise. You got guy, you got the freaking jaw rule running. What do you expect? Like, what do you expect? That's what you're going to get. Okay. If you're younger than like 25, you don't understand that reference. Look up jaw rule. YouTube it. YouTube it. And check it out. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, my favorite quote from it, Matt Skiba, who is the new guitarist. Not, I guess not new now. Uh, he was the new guitarist for Blink-182, took over for Tom DeLonge. Um, Big Winnie 2 was originally supposed to play this festival. They got booked to play this festival. They pulled out, um, I don't even think it was last minute. They pulled out a, way, a while beforehand knowing that uh, they, they didn't have the capacity to, to support the show that they've been touring with, blah, 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 blah. Um, none of that's important. <laughs> what is important is the quote. Matt Skiba said it was like Lord of the Entitled Flies down there. So if you haven't heard of Fire Festival, that's what's happening. It's Lord of the Entitled Flies Check it out on Twitter. Check it out on all the social media. It was all over the place last week. Uh, you, you probably weren't able to miss it, uh, but it is social media gold. The ridiculous thing about it is they did a poll from all the people that like went down there and didn't actually get a festival, and, and they asked them all if they would come back next year to Fire Festival, like this just ridiculous festival that didn't even happen, and they got stuck in the Bahamas, blah, blah, blah. 89% of those people said they would come back. 89%. This is kind of what's wrong with America, people. Like you, you just got tortured, and you're you're putting out there how terrible it was and everything. But man, we'll give him, we'll give him another chance next year, you know? Because Ja Rule, uh, he's you know, yeah, he's all on top of that. Come on, come on, people. But it, it's very entertaining. Oh man, is it entertaining? So check it out. <laughs> man, social media. Like I said last episode, it's it's so much politics and everything else right now. And then all day today, May the Fourth, Star Wars stuff. Yes, like okay, yeah, I needed to see that Star Wars meme for the 80th time today. Thanks. Uh, but there was another thing, and I don't even follow this kind of stuff. I'm not like a TMZ E Entertainment guy. Uh, but the Met Gala happened like last weekend, which is a big deal in New York. They do this Met Gala. If you're if you're somebody, you get invited, or if, if your significant other is a somebody, you might be able to go. Um, but <laughs> there was a little bit of a social media trend that popped up from this, and what happened was, and the Met Gala, it's a gala, so everyone's dressed dressed to the nines. If you don't know what that expression is, they're dressed very nice. You know, all the women are in gowns, all the men are, you know, these days men, it's it's not really black tie necessarily for men, but they're, they're wearing something similar to black tie. And what happened was a bunch of women, and this might have been happening in the, in the men's room as well, uh, but they weren't taking photos and like posting it everywhere. Uh, the women didn't have anywhere to, to smoke, I guess, which, which okay, whatever. Uh, so they were all going in the bathroom, the women's bathroom, and smoking in there, in their nice gowns. And they're all like lounging. And it's funny, look up some of these photos. They're like lounging on the floor of the bathroom at the Met Gala. Like I don't care, I don't care how clean you think and how nice of a venue this is. I ain't getting on the floor of the bathroom. They're all like lounging on the floor, smoking, and then they're posting this all over social media. Which they're probably breaking the law. I'm sure that was a no smoking venue, and like you can't just freaking walk outside, like you know, get over it, or you can't do a couple. Of, like I was a smoker for really the majority. I, I stopped smoking uh, in 2015. 2015, I promised my wife when we got married, I, I would quit smoking. I quit smoking. I still smoke an e-cig now and then. Um, I do smoke at the burn. Smoke at Burning Man is just kind of what you do out there. Uh, you know. But I, I was a smoker for a very long time, like an, an avid smoker for a very long time. And, but, you know, I, I played gigs. I would DJ to kids. Like, I could go a couple hours without a smoke. Like, you can't go a couple hours without a cigarette? Like, deal with it. Deal with it. Grow up. And also, don't, don't glamorize this, putting it all over social media. You know there's like, you know... 13-year-old boys and girls that are out there following you, and they're seeing this. They're seeing this. And I realize there's a song out there, Smoking in the Boys. No, no, we don't need to perpetuate this ridiculousness, uh, so stop. Uh, but it is very amusing to see 
these people, these women, <laughs> lounging on the floor of a public, public, it's a public restroom. I don't care where you are, public restroom, in their gowns, smoking cigarettes. I wouldn't even lay on the ba- the floor of my bathroom in my home. Like, I, I wouldn't lay there. Why? 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 And it's totally clean. I just cleaned it a couple days ago. Clean. I'm still not laying there in public bathroom. People are crazy. This has nothing to do with my with my OCD. Nothing. Like, it, it, that's just kind of, like, logical. If, if you want to be clean at all, don't get on the bathroom floor. No bathroom floor. You shouldn't be on it. Just don't Just don't get on it. Come on. Come on now, guys. Let's, let's, let's get with it. Uh, and then some politics happened today. And if you've been a listener of this show, you know we don't get into politics, but the social media blew up today uh, because the House of Representatives voted on something, and it's just... It's sad and amusing and, and all kinds of things. Uh, again, we're not going to get into politics on this show, but that is the majority. Social media today is Star Wars and this thing that happened in politics. You, I'm sure you're all aware of it if you're listening. Um, and it could be nothing. I'm, I'm hearing reports. It's, it's not going to matter in the end, but it did happen today. And, and I do have a lot of friends that are, that are upset and very, that are downright scared. And I understand. I understand. Um, but that's as far as we're going to go on that. There is one mention of it. A little bit later, but it's not political. It's more of a common sense, and therefore it's in the common sense section of our show today. All right, moving on. TV, film, books. I don't have a lot. I, I just don't. You know why? I don't have time to watch TV. I don't go to the movies, you know? there's a. I do hear about some stuff, uh, but, oh man, the GoPro just ran out of juice, I think. Yeah. All right, so we're not going to get footage, too much footage of this show. That's okay, because I don't do anything with it anyway. And there's a little tangent for you all. Uh, a couple things in TV. Game of Thrones. It's coming back. I think it's June or July. I'm not. I don't. I don't follow it that closely. I see little things and I click on them, like in my social media feeds, uh, which is where I found out today that HBO is actually developing four, four different spinoffs. Four, four spinoffs. If you don't know what a spinoff is, this is like when you have a successful. I guess not, it doesn't have to be successful. Usually when you have a successful TV show, uh, it's it's a spinoff. So they'll take another character or kind of live within that universe. And so what the HBO is doing is they're developing these four spinoff shows all taking place within the Game of Thrones universe, you know, in that universe. Different time periods throughout, throughout that universe. Um, and this doesn't mean they're actually coming to television. You know, if you're not familiar with develop, development... Uh, we have a little thing in, in Hollywood called development hell. You could literally be in development for like 20 years on something. You know, Deadpool movie that came out with Ryan Reynolds, that thing was in development forever. Um, obviously came out wildly successful and everything else, but uh, was in development forever. Uh, and that's just kind of what happens. So, um, so that's what's happening. They got four of those coming out. So if you're a Thrones fan, it seems like everyone on the face of the earth is a Thrones fan. I love Thrones. So it's it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, and the other interesting thing is HBO, all these successful shows... They've had Entourage, you know, Sopranos. Um, I know there's some others, you know, but I, those just being a couple of. They've never had a spinoff. They've never done this, and now they're developing four of them. You know, we could see none of them. We could see four of them. We could see one of them, two of them. Who knows? Uh, nonetheless, they are actually developing them, and I think it's interesting. Uh, so keep an eye out for that stuff, and I'm excited, as as I'm sure most of you are, for Game of Thrones coming back uh, this summer. I'm ready. I'm ready. Definitely ready. Uh, all right. Also, movies. There's a there's a Marvel movie coming out. It's coming. I think it comes out tomorrow, May fifth. Um, personally, I actually really enjoyed the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just kind of sick of Marvel movies. Like, I, I'm just I'm just over it personally. Like, okay, I get it. I get it. Like, it it I don't have to. You know, it probably goes back to Disney, like only focusing on Star Wars and and Marvel. I I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of over it. I'm kind of over it. 
when the new Deadpool comes out in 2018, I will be excited. Other than that, I'm over it. I'm over it. Uh, and outside of that, I'm really just counting down the days until Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot is probably my favorite show out right now, even even above Game of Thrones. It's a fantastic show. It doesn't come back till October, but I'm basically counting down the days until that comes back and, and just kind of cursing the creators of that for making me wait until October. I'm sure it's not their fault, uh, but I'm going to pretend it is, and I'm going to curse their names constantly because I need my Mr. Robot fix. And I've seen them all. Like I can go back and read, no, nah, no, nah, Mr. Robot. It's, it's also not one of those rewatch things because it's like, eh, eh, you know. Like comedies and stuff are more rewatch. It's just like something like that is like, whoa, mind blown, and then I'm good. I don't need to watch it again. All right, music. Music. I've talked so much about Cloudside. And give me motion. I was going to say I'm not going to talk about him this week, but I just mentioned him. Uh, all right, but one other thing going on. Rancid. Rancid. It's a little little punk, punk, punk rock band out of Oakland, California. I think out of Oakland. Out of the East Bay. East Bay area, Northern California. They're out of Oakland. They're dropping a new album in June. I think it's June 9th. So keep an eye out for that. I'm super excited. I'm wearing my rancid shirt, uh, which you'll probably never see because I think the camera did die. I don't know what the GoPro's doing. These freaking technology. I can't ever keep up with it. And I don't monitor it, so it's just like sitting there. I think it's recording. Are you recording GoPro? Yeah, I think it is recording. I don't know what it did before. It was just beeping at me, making noises, freaking GoPro. I can't deal with this stuff. I'm just kidding. It's just a stupid camera. You'll never see it anyway. Uh, but Rancid, new album in June. I'm wearing the Rancid shirt today because I can't wait for it. I love the crappy punk rock. As, as you all know, if you've listened to this podcast before, I love the crappy punk rock. Like, it's just, that's what I grew up on. I love it. You know, if I wasn't a little older now, I'd still be going to a lot of shows and jumping around like an idiot and getting in a mosh pit. Uh, but I'm... I'm just a little too old for that now. So keep an eye out for that. We'll probably talk about it a little bit in June. as It's up for pre-order now. Uh, we'll talk more about it as it comes out. Tim Armstrong, man. Guy's been, t- like, I, I, the, he's ageless. The guy's got to be, like, 87. He's been he's been doing this since the 80s. Uh, you know, some there's been some iteration of Rancid, like, since the 80s, starting with Operation Ivy. Not going to get into that whole story, but he's been rocking out like since the 80s and still going strong um and if, if you're not familiar with rancid or tim armstrong he's also a lead singer of transplants if you're familiar with them uh travis barker is a drummer of that band as well i don't think they put out new material in a while but uh nonetheless they're a band that you may have heard of if you haven't heard of rancid transplants uh another thing speaking of music it's happened to me just the other day so i've, I've talked about it before we have a google home in the house it's basically turned into essentially like a a quick ask when we're arguing, like, you know, people are over, my wife and I are like, I don't know, was that blah, blah, you know, then we ask. But mainly it is like a music device now, <laughs> simply because you can just call it up. Uh, so my wife is hanging with Zofia a couple days ago, maybe last week, I can't even remember. And she's like, oh, tells the Google to put on some dance music. Well, Google thinks that means electronic dubstep music. And I'm like in the kitchen, I'm doing some stuff. Might have been cooking dinner, I don't know, doing something. And, uh, down there and it's like dubstep music dubstep music's coming on like, what the hell is going on i heard her say it and it goes for a few minutes and i like i honest to god after a few minutes i had to be like honey can we either turn that down or like switch the music it was genuinely giving me a headache and i've never been a big fan of electronic and dubstep and if you're a fan like i'm not saying it's bad music or anything i just feel like it this is another sign of me getting old because it was genuinely giving me a headache like i've, I've never been a big fan but i've been able to listen to it i've, I've I've actually mixed a lot of electronic music, uh, you know, back in my days of like actually DJing and live events and stuff. Uh, so, so I get it, but it was genuinely like making my head hurt. 
and I'd be like, can we listen to something else? Cause I can't. And again, I think it's just another sign of getting old. So watch out out there. Even if you love dubstep right now, another few years, you, it might give you a headache. Might give you a headache. I really felt like my head was going to explode. I, I don't get it. And why is dance music like automatically electronic dubstep? That's the world we live in. Like I can't, you know, that's dance music. Come on. I grew up in the eighties and nineties. Like, uh, you know, uh, dance music was very different, very different back then. Very different. That's enough music. We're going to get into some sports ball. Don't go anywhere, all of you people that hate the sports ball. We're going to talk about it for a second. One thing I do want to get into, very important. Again, if you're a fan of the show, uh, you know this. I'm a big Boston fan. Big Boston sports fan. Not so much Celtics, but Red Sox, Bruins, Patriots. Love them. We had an incident recently at Fenway Park where the outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles... Uh, said that he was he, he was called racially insensitive names. Basically, he he happens to be African American. He was called the N word while he's playing outfield, uh, and this became a big thing. And just you know, if, if you're not familiar with it, just to give you a little bit of back, racism tends to be somewhat rampant in Boston. That doesn't mean everyone in Boston is racist, uh, but it it tends to be an area where there is a little more racism than other areas, like say Los Angeles, for example. Just using that example. Don't don't start emailing me for oh my city, my city's not racist. Los Angeles. No, I'm just examples. Um, and again, not everyone in Boston's. My father's from there. He's not racist. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm not racist. Uh, you know, my brother just. I don't. I don't. They're not racist. You know, unless they're very very secretive about it. Um, but what happened was he was he was called the N word, and all this stuff boils up. And you know how terrible Boston is and stuff. And I get it. You know, it has this reputation. It has this reputation. Uh, but you just you can't lump everyone in there. You can't just because you're a Boston fan doesn't make you a racist. You know, this is, this is I I always bring this up. You know when I talk to people and and because it's it's the same thing with with terrorists. You know and and that becoming well everyone who's Muslim must be a terrorist. Like no 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 you can't throw you can't throw out all the Muslims just because a couple of Muslims happen to be terrorists. You know on the other side if you're a Catholic or Christian you can't throw away every priest in this country because a few priests molested people you know you just it, it doesn't make and this and it's the same thing with the police force there there are corrupt cops out there it doesn't mean all cops are corrupt so kind of the same thing going on here what did make me proud is the next day adam jones doesn't play for the red sox plays for the baltimore orioles they were playing again at fenway park in boston and he comes up for his first at bat of the game and if you're familiar with baseball you really appreciate this but if you're not just bear with me uh and the entire crowd of course, probably not the entire crowd. You can't, you can't not everyone. Uh, but a bunch of them actually um, stood up, gave him a standing ovation. Standing ovation as he walked into the box. And this is kind of a big sign of respect thing if, if, you know, in baseball. Um, it's, it's just giving him an extra round of applause. It's kind of like at the Oscars when everyone stands and, you know, standing ovation. Uh, and this was to start visiting ball player, visiting ball player. Um, and I was very proud. And he said that made him that made him feel like it wasn't everybody. Uh, and then on top of that, the next day, I think it was either that same day or the next day, somebody at the park used a racially insensitive term, the N-word, toward another fan at the park. And the Red Sox organization came out and said that zero tolerance for this kind of stuff. Uh, and they were given the opportunity right away to show that zero tolerance. And what did they do? Permanent ban to that fan. That fan is not allowed in the park anymore simply because they use the n-word against another person now i say simply um 
you know, I, I, I mean that in the terms of it, it very simple for them to do that. It's not a simple thing they were doing. It shouldn't be overlooked uh, or anything like that because uh, it is it's terrible. It's a terrible word. Terrible, racially insensitive word, and it shouldn't be tolerated. Um, I don't even, you know, people, I have friends that use it and stuff like as a term. Of, I don't even like that, to be honest with you. And it's not my place to say anything because I'm not African-American. Uh, but personally, I'm not a fan. I, I don't like it. Just I just don't. All right. So a little bit of ridiculousness after we get, now that we're through that. More sports ball. Stay with me. This one everyone can appreciate. So there's, a, there's a kid. His name is Lonzo Ball. I've talked about him and his father recently and how loudmouthed his father is. He's from Chino Hills, played for UCLA. He's like 19 years old. Going to be in the draft this year. Going to play in the NBA next year. Basically, if you're not familiar with, with kind of sports, and especially in the NBA, everyone has like a shoe sponsor. All these athletes, they have a shoe sponsor. It doesn't mean they have a signature shoe or their own shoe or anything, uh, but, but they have a sponsor. So like Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or whatever the heck other shoe companies are out there. I, I wear Vans. I don't understand these. You know, Adidas is my, my sports shoe outside of that. I, I don't understand all these companies. Uh, but nonetheless, they give sponsorships to two players out there and they're giving them free product, you know, and that that's what they endorse. They endorse that brand, whether it's Nike or whatever. His father's so loud and said that he wanted a deal for all three of his sons. His two other sons can't even have a deal uh, until they get out of college and they're still in high school or one of them's going to UCLA next year. doesn't matter. Uh, said he wanted a deal for all of them. So basically Adidas, Nike and Under Armour and whatever other big boys backed off and said, you know what? That's cool. We ain't going to, we're not going to give him a shoe deal, you know? Uh, so he said, that's fine. And this, this LeVar Ball has his own little, little, and, and like, I'm sure it's, it is little, little sports company called Big Baller Brand. Yeah, Big Baller Brand. Come on. I tell you, at Walmart, when, when we were teenagers, they had this, this crappy brand called Big Ball Sport. We used to cut four letters off of those stickers and put them all over the place. And I kind of can't wait until something like that happens with Big Baller Brand. But they launched his signature shoe, which is coming out in the like November or something. Probably with corresponding with the start of the NBA season. I don't watch NBA. I don't even know when the hell they play. I know they're in the playoffs right now. Uh, but I want to say like November. You can pre-order these shoes right now on the Big Baller Brand website for a mere $495. For a freaking basketball shoe. Now, to put things in perspective, all of you listening out there, even if you're not a sports ball fan, you know who LeBron James is. I think his most expensive shoe is in the 220 range, $220, and that's like his special limited edition. You know, nobody quote me on that. It could be a little more, but the shoes average like $150, $200. Steph Curry, you may not have heard of him. He's one of the premier players in the league. Um, now his shoes just got discounted for different reasons, but his were running like $140. Here's this kid who's a nobody, and his dad's putting his shoes up there for $495. And on top of that, on that same site, you can actually get his signature sandals. They call them sliders. These are like the sandals that you slip your shoes into. You, see, you used to see a lot of guys wearing them with socks, like in, in the 90s. It was kind of a cool thing. Um, you catch me wearing them with socks when I used to play rec basketball because I, I don't wear my basketball shoes outside. So, you know, I just rock the sandals with some socks as I go to the game. Um, which is, I think they're real popular with like basketball players and kind of athletes who can use them for that same reason. These sliders are going for $200 on that website, $200 for some freaking sandals. I'll tell you wall fans, I wear vans, vans. The average price on a pair of vans is $42 for a full price. They do have a couple styles that go up to as much as like $55 full price, not on sale, $495. That's like 
quick math off the top of my head, 12 pairs of Vans at full price. And don't even get me started. I was joking with my wife because I was telling her about this earlier. I was like, you give me $495 at the Vans outlet? Because if you're a Vans fan, you need to be at the Vans outlet. You're not going to get the basic colors for super cheap, but they do these deals. Uh, like, I've walked out of there. I think the last time my wife and I were there, like a year and a half ago, I walked out of there with, I think, four or five pairs of shoes. Uh, my wife got a pair of, like, basic Surfsider kind of slip-ons, uh, and she got, like, three pairs of socks, and it was 80 bucks. 80 bucks out the door. I got, it was like five pairs of shoes because I catch the deals. So, so talking about that, that's like 25 pairs of shoes. If I get that much, like you're crazy, you're crazy. LeVar ball, you're crazy. Lonzo ball, ditch your father, go do your own thing. I mean, th- it's ridiculous. $495 for some shoes. And he ain't even played in the NBA yet. He ain't even been in the NBA yet. He wasn't even allowed to have a shoe until like two months ago when he got out of college. Craziness. All right, we're moving on from sports ball. So the rest of you can come back now for those that hate the sports ball and, and tuned out for a few minutes there. Let's get into a little bit of tech. First item on tech is actually kind of serious. Uh, so there is a phishing scam going on right now. Right now, phishing scam, if you don't know what phishing is, phishing with a PH, that's these hackers out there or whoever else, they're basically phishing for your information. So they're, they're trying to scam you and, you know, you get these phone calls or these emails and you click on a link and suddenly you're losing your information and everything else. Uh, but there's a bad phishing scam going out with the Google Docs, especially if you're a Google user like I am myself. Uh, Google Docs is, you can share documents through there and it, it's very similar to Microsoft Office as far as uh, the, the users and the usability, usability, I don't even think it's a word, uh, but what you're able to do with the programs. And, and these emails are going out and you can share documents. So my wife and I have a few shared documents. Like we got married a couple years ago, we had a shared document to keep track of a bunch of wedding stuff and like contacts and all that. Like we have we have a few documents we share, um, and and I think I share a friend. You know, it's very useful. Uh, but the, this phishing scam is emails going out like, and it looks like it's coming from a friend or a contact of yours, and it says that they want to share documents with you. What happens is if you click, and usually you do, you can get this. Like if you're sharing documents with somebody, you'll get this request, and you're like, okay, cool, and it's totally fine straight through Google. What's happening right now is they've designed this. It looks just like the Google one. If you click on it, then basically it's going to pull all your contacts. It's going to send this out to all of your contacts. They're going to get the same email. Uh, and you know, unless they know about it, there's going to be a high likelihood that they click on it. And this is all bad news, bad news. You don't want to lose your information. You don't want your identity stolen. So be careful out there. If you do get one of these emails, Google docs, just, just be very diligent about it. I mean, that's a fair warning. Be very diligent about it. And honestly, maybe just don't even click, you know, even if you think it could be a genuine one, don't even click on it. Like, wait, if you let them hash it out, Google's pretty good about doing that kind of stuff. They're going to hash it out, take care of it. And then you can start clicking on stuff again. Just be careful. Be careful out there, wall fans. I don't want anyone losing their information. It's just bad. And apparently it's really high tech. Really high tech. I don't understand all, you know, (laughs) but apparently it's a good one. It's high tech. These hackers know what they're doing. So just be careful out there. All right, moving on. So Apple, everyone knows how much I love to talk about Apple. (laughs) I do love Apple. I do. Here's the crazy thing. I was reading a story this week, and this, this doesn't mean it's true or anything like that. Not necessarily true. Uh, but there is a story out there that Apple has the means and the interest to acquire another company. And that company happens to be Actually, they're not based out of Southern California. That company's offices are actually primarily in Southern California and happens to be a company that I spent eight years working for. And that company is the Walt Disney Company. Uh, 
That's right. There are rumors out there that Apple wants to buy the Walt Disney Company. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? This brings me back to Mr. Robot. If you haven't watched Mr. Robot, watch Mr. Robot. And also keep in mind that Apple could buy the Walt Disney Company. And if you're not familiar with all the things that the Walt Disney Company owns, it's freaking out of hand. ABC, ESPN, Marvel, Pixar, all of their parks, LucasArts or film or whatever the heck they call it. All this stuff is owned by Disney. The Muppets, the Muppet Show Muppets. It's all owned by Disney. And Apple has their hand in a lot of stuff too. So watch the Mr. Robot and keep that in mind as you're watching it. It's kind of terrifying. It's kind of terrifying. I I just, like, you know, we need some diversity in companies. Like, we don't need the entire world run by, like, three companies. And that's the direction we're headed right now. That's the direction we're headed. And if Apple buys Disney, I'm calling them Evil Corp. They're Evil Corp from then on to me. It's ridiculous. Freaking out of hand. All right. Uh, and real quick, just because I talked a little bit about Apple, let's talk a little bit about Android. So there's a new feature that could be coming out with one of their upcoming updates. And I didn't find it's, it's such a simple feature. Uh, and, and iPhone doesn't have it. Apple doesn't have it at, at all. But what it is is basically you're going to be able to potentially uh, be able to use apps without installing. So let's say there's like an app that you use like every once in a while, but it's taking up space on your phone they've kind of figured out a backdoor way for you to just temporarily use that app without downloading it and having it uh, actually on your phone. I'm sure this is all HTML-based, so it'll probably be through a site. You're still going to use data. There ain't no way getting around data. That's how, that's how cell companies make their money. You're still going to be using data, but it'll be nice It'll be nice to kind of free up some space on your phone because I look at my phone once in a while. I'm like, what? why do I even have this app? Or it's an app I've used like twice or I use it like honest to God once or twice a year. And I'm like, but I leave it on there. It's just like on there. I don't want to have to install it later, you know. Um, So we'll see. That could be a cool little feature. Save, save, you know, save a little bit of, uh, save a little bit of storage space on your phone. Okay. That's it for tech. That's it for tech. Let me get a little sip of my Epic IPA here before we get into the next segment, which is Burning Man. I still don't know what my GoPro is doing. It's probably beeping in the microphone constantly and stuff. I should just turn it. Whatever. Hey, you guys. Ambient noise. Ambient noise. All right. So as you know, the last episode we, or maybe don't know, we kicked off a Burning Man segment. This is a new segment to the show. Kicked it off a couple weeks ago. Finally did it last week. Uh, and in the segment, talk a little bit about Burning Man. It's all about defeating stereotypes about Burning Man. There's a lot of stereotypes out there that are incorrect. There's a lot that are correct, and there's a lot that are incorrect. Um, and, and really, for me, it is it is a, a community-building and spiritual event that takes place every year. Uh, you know, I, I, I find deeper—I don't mean to sound pompous when I say that, but I find a deeper meaning and feeling in the playa and, and with the uh, congregation of all different people coming from around the world uh, with the kind of the common purpose of building this city, uh, leaving no trace— and 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 lifting one another up, which is is the majority of what it is. There's some people out there that are only interested in, you know, doing drugs. And 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 I'll be honest, there's some people out there that are looking to take advantage of people. And that's why you have to build this community yourselves. If you have a nice community like I do, you're very well protected from that kind of stuff. Um, if if you don't have this nice community built around you, which I I know a lot of people, yeah, just you got to be smart. Uh, so there are those things that happen, but there's a lot of good things that happen. You know, people don't realize there's kids running around there. There, there are people all the way up into their 80s and 90s that go there for that fulfillment. 
Uh, and that's what we're working on with this segment. So I want to get into a little bit of a personal story for me personally. Um, now I, I can go on for days and days and days. I can make a podcast probably just about Burning Man and I could spew off just as much useless information as I do about all this other junk. So don't get me wrong. It's not like I was hungry for a story to tell you. It's just pulling from the bunches of stories that I do have, uh, you know, and there's a few I'm saving. I do have a few I'm saving. Uh, but this one came to me because a certain particular friend texted me after the last episode and, and mentioned how much he enjoyed uh, talking about that, what I had talked about in the last Burning Man segment. If you, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to episode uh, 15 for the Burning Man segment. I know everyone else was very excited because everyone, everyone's been clamoring for it. So that's the feedback. Finally, Burning Man, finally! Darshan might have got her number one fan status back. We'll leave that for next episode. All right, so this one's a little personal for me. Probably why I'm kind of lagging getting into it. And it's not weirdly personal. It's just, you know, many of you are going to really understand it. Many of you are going to only somewhat understand it. Many of you really just aren't going to understand it. Oh, motorcycle drive by. Home studio. Oh, that sounds like a gang of them. A gang of motorcycles. All right, anyway, so 2014. Uh, I went to the burn in 2013. About a week after I got back from the burn, I don't even think it was a full week. Uh, unfortunately, my my uncle passed away suddenly. My uncle was living in Texas at the time, um, and this was I had really just learned about like the temple and really started to understand it and everything else. And for those of you that aren't familiar, just quick overview. I think I said it in the last episode, the temple is a place. It's built out in out in deep playa, uh, and everyone tends. Everyone goes there to let things go. It's burned at the end of the week. That's what you do if you've lost someone. Uh, you know, you put pictures in there, whatever it might be. Um, and I'd really just learned about that. And so a week after I'd really learned about it, uh, unfortunately, my uncle suddenly passed away. And just to give you a little background, very extremely close. You know, everyone has like uncles that eh, maybe they don't know him too well and everything else. Uh, my mother's one of five. Uh, and, and uh, you know, they say it takes a village. Very much all five. Uh, my mother... And, and my, my two aunts and two uncles very involved in really all, all of our childhoods and developments. There, there's 13 of us uh, grandkids kind of under that, that veil of, of, of the five siblings. Uh, so the next year, I'd planned to, to put, some, put stuff in the temple. I'd actually saved it from his funeral flowers uh, and the program. Uh, so 2014 was going to be a rough year to begin with. Uh, and there was a lot of other factors going into it. My wife flew directly from China to Reno um, to then go to the burn. We picked her up in Reno. She didn't even get a chance to like go back to LA before the burn. Just kind of a whole cluster. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on too. It was a very rough start to the week and everything else. Um, let alone, you know, dealing with the acceptance of that my uncle had passed away and, and letting go of that uh, and everything else. And so I, I, I and my wife and I, and she, my wife's been involved for many, 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 many years, uh, and a bunch of my friends were, were involved in this conclave called LA Fire Brigade, and conclave is basically fire spinning, so you see a bunch of people spin in fire and, and choreographed, uh, and all get to go out around the man, and if, if you're an avid listener, remember the story so I don't have to go into as much detail when I talk about uh, 2016 burn, uh, go out and perform in front of the man. In addition to performing in front of the man right before he burns, LA Fire Brigade would put on a, a show kind of earlier in the week, usually Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember now. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Now, I'm not a fire spinner. Uh, but 2014, I decided that I was going to play drums. 
you know, I play a little hand percussion and, you know, we're not talking drum kit, you know, hand percussion, uh, bongos, djembe, congo drums, uh, you know, Cong- congo, that's a band, congas. Uh, so, so I, I decided I was going to do it and, and I can hold my own. You know, I've never been a, I never had lessons or anything, but because I DJed for a long time and, and I would jam out with a bunch of friends, you know, I played a little bit, a little bit of guitar in my younger days. Uh, bottom line, I can keep a beat. You know, I'm not extremely talented or skilled, uh, but I can keep a beat. And so we work for months, you know, going, going through this, rehearsing for months leading up to the burn. I'm getting, you know, getting into my own drumming, you know, been a long time since I'd done it. I actually had to go out and buy a new drum that year, uh, just cause I, I couldn't use my, my, uh, uh, my bongo drums and I, I needed a bigger drum went out got it and you know i got decent thing is i'm, I'm playing with a bunch of other drummers uh, and there's one particular drummer who's drumming with us his name's sam it's a good good friend of mine his wife was actually the doula uh when, when zoe was born uh so so good friends See, and he really kind of kind of carried i don't want to say carried me along but i i would always i'd be standing next to him and i would kind of take cues from him he's an extremely talented drummer like really knows what he's doing and i would take cues from him so what happened in 2014 there's a big rainstorm on Monday. Like we were already all inside, but they had a big backup getting into the event at the front gate. They were turning people away in Reno. Uh, well, now Sam and his pregnant wife, I think she was pregnant at the time. I can't remember. Forgive me. I can't remember if she was pregnant, uh, but pregnant wife trying to get into the burn. They got turned away. They went and spent the night in Reno. He didn't make it for the Tuesday night performance. So here I'm already having a rough week as it is, you know, just the beginning of the week already was kind of rough. Uh, and we got to go do this Tuesday night performance. I'm nervous as hell, just nervous as hell. And I find out Sam's not here. So I got to go out there and I got to perform. Um, and Sam and I, you know, for that particular piece, we're, we're kind of playing the same part. So I take the lead off him. He's leading, he's leading. And again, still other drummers. Uh, but I stand next to him and, and take the lead. So we get out there, middle of the playa. Uh, in fact, it was an extra weird one because there was a big art car. We'll get into art cars another time. Uh, they got raided and they had a pro- you know, problem. And so we're kind of waiting and, and gathering people around. And the show starts. And I'm honestly an emotional wreck. Uh, just because of how much it means to me to be able to go out there and do something like this. An emotional wreck. And just nervous. And somehow we get through the performance. And I and I don't even mean this in a toot my own horn way. But I played the best drums I'd ever played for that piece. And all those months leading up to it. The best drums I'd ever played. And before that I was, you know, I, I was asking. I was asking my Uncle Keith, help me get through this. Help me get through this. I just, I just need to get through this. I need to get through this. And I played the best drums I'd ever played for that piece. And walked away. I almost forgot to bow. What was bow at the end of the performance? And I walked away because I was just, so many emotions were working inside me at that time. And after these performances, we all walked back to, to, a, to a, a camp where a bunch of people camp uh, to kind of get changed. We all have costumes and stuff and, and reconvene and then head out for the night. So I'm walking back and I'm walking ahead of everybody. I'm like, I just, cause I'm a wreck. I'm a wreck. My, I'm crying tears coming out of my eyes. I'm just a wreck and good and bad. I'm, I'm so proud of myself, but I'm just still dealing with all of these emotions. Um, and I get back to the camp and I'm standing out in front. I'm smoking, you know, smoke at the burn. Back then I was still a smoker. This is 2014. I'm smoking all the time. And here comes, you know, my buddy Seth and I'm finally getting it together, you know, but I just, I didn't want to talk to anybody. And here comes my buddy Seth who also played drums. Didn't stand next to me, you know, for that piece, but he also played drums. Good, good friend of mine. One of my best friends, as a matter of fact, comes up to me. He goes, what, you know, what's wrong? And, uh, I just, I collapsed in his arms, collapsed in his arms and just started crying. 
he's going, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, I don't, it's, it's good. It's good tears. I just, it's so much. I don't even, can't even remember what I said to him. Fell into his arms and he just gave me this big bear hug. And so it turned from all those emotions, like good emotions, feeling, you know, the happy tears and the sad tears all just turned to happy tears. And that's what the burn's all about. Being there for each other. And he didn't have to think about it. Seth didn't have to think about that. He just grabbed me. He saw that I needed something. And there's not a lot of people, you know, outside of maybe my parents, that have fallen into their arms just crying. Just crying. And I'm thinking about my uncle, you know. It had been almost a year since he passed. But it's rough because that's when you go to let go. If you're a religious person, imagine, like, this is our church. This is my church. And the raw emotions that come with that. And being pr- so proud that I was able to get through that performance, but also just grappling with all the different emotions coming out. And the best thing that could have happened to me was Seth walking up behind me and giving me that bear, big bear hug. It's not like I was alone. My wife's there, you know. Seth's girlfriend at the time, now fiance, is there. And she, my little big sister, she gave me the magical Muppet name. It's not like I was alone. But I just, that's that moment that I needed. And neither of us realized that that was the moment we need, that I needed. But that was the moment that I did, and it happened. There's a joke. We always joke about the playa provides. Well, I already had that friend, but the, pl- the playa provided him at that exact moment when I needed him. And 2014 was a rough year, man. It was a rough year. We, we'll probably get into more of the temple um, later on as we go. 2014 also happens to be the year that I brought my cousin Jeff there for the first time. Um, and showed in the temple, and you know, obviously it's my cousin. That's his uncle as well. Uh, and on top of that, younger, younger brother to to his dad, my uncle, and my mom, his aunt. So it just made, I think it made it that much tougher. Kind of, you know, the ah, I'm looking for the can never find the damn words. Need the need my thesaurus eye here. Inside joke from the last episode. Uh, but yeah, that's Burning Man. That's what it's about. Lifting each other up. Lifting each other up. And nobody, you know, nobody's getting paid to perform or anything. It's out of the joy of, of our own hearts, you know, of all them. And I, what I did was nothing. My wife's out there spinning fire, a bunch of people spinning fire, banging away on a drum. But that's what it's about. That's Burning Man. And that's what it's about to have that community. Have that community around you. So when you, when you, when you need that moment, it's there. It's there. And there's many of those moments. The burn is about so, so, so many of those moments. And we're going to get into more of them. But I hope you all appreciate that one from 2014. It's not easy for me to talk about. I'll be honest. I don't know if you could hear my voice cracking, but I get a little emotional talking about that one. But more Burning Man. And there will be more Burning Man on the horizon. Do not worry. Okay. It's funny because I, I, so we're going to get into the common sense segment now and I'm I'm looking at my time and I'm glad I have more time on this. Uh, I thought I was going to be up against the clock here, but as I'm looking at the time, I'm actually going to be able to get through this common sense. I mean, we're going to get through the segment either way, uh, but I have a little fun little side story regarding one of these common sense things. So common sense segment, we, uh, we added a little while ago. This is kind of like the, the common sense, you know? We talked about, unfortunately, the kid who shot himself because he's playing with a gun. Duh, common sense, don't play with a gun, you know. Um, so today, this one happened to me today. I'm out walking. I'm out walking my daughter, Zofia. 
I, I try to get out for a walk like every day at the very least like three four times a week you know out of the five days like weekdays of the week uh try to do a couple miles you know throw in the stroller uh sometimes in the carrier kind of depends what we're doing here uh you know on a given day if it's real hot i don't you know i don't put her in carrier depends how bad my back's hurting because strollers a little easier in the carrier i mean the carrier is really not bad on the back either but the stroller is still a little easier so we're walking down and there's uh you know i walk through the neighborhoods by our house and there's a busy street uh here like kind of running through the main part of highland park uh, so I walk on that a lot, you know, and kind of look at the businesses. It gives It gives Zoe a little more to look at, and she's got colors and people and stuff to look at. So we're walking along, and I look up, and there's a guy uh, wearing Raiders jersey, Bo Jackson Raiders jersey. It's not important to the story, but, you know, it's just what he was wearing. Uh, three kids running by him. Two little girls and then a little boy or a girl couldn't tell. They, they uh, Ranging from, like, age one and a half, two up to like five at the most these three kids they're all walking so the, the youngest one was like definitely at the youngest age you could be walking which is like anywhere from a year to a year and a half maybe two at the most um up to five years old and i'm walking and i could see we're walking up and the light changes you know the crosswalk is stop so i'm like oh all right i'm walking i'm walking i figured to be stopping and i look up again yeah because i'm always constantly looking down at zofia and i look up again and uh, he's walking his kids through the intersection with the stop, without the walk sign, with the stop. Granted, he didn't get hit by any cars or anything. Um, and I realize people jaywalk, you know, quite a bit. I'm not a fan of it. I will tell you a story about myself jaywalking in just a second. Uh, but it blows my mind that these impressionable kids at this age, this guy thought it was appropriate to, to teach. Like, essentially, you're teaching these kids. When kids are that age, they're a sponge. They're a sponge. They absorb everything. They're learning everything. They absorb everything. And you just taught those kids to walk across and a busy street, you know, granted walking across the cross street of a very busy street, but a busy street. If you live, if you, if you're familiar with Highland Park, this was at York in 54 and he was going to the, going to the last Rea taco truck, had to get those tacos for the kids. Jay walks him across the street for no reason. The light changed before he was even through the intersection. So instead of taking that moment to teach these kids, when it's okay to walk, he teaches them it's okay to walk on a red light on a busy street. I don't get it. I, I don't get it, wall fans. Is it that hard? You're that freaking impatient that you can't just wait for the light to change? He wasn't even through the intersection before I was able to start walking because I wait for the damn light, but we're talking a matter of like 30 seconds. But that 30 seconds is just Im impressed upon those three kids that are so young and impressionable. And I just, I don't understand. It's a teachable moment. It's a teachable moment. Now, I didn't say anything. I walked by him because he stops at the taco truck and he's ordering tacos or burritos or whatever. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, really, is it that hard? Are you in that much of a hurry? You can't take this moment to teach your kids or someone else's kids. I don't know that they were his kids. But teach these kids, maybe you don't jaywalk for safety, for safety reasons. Don't jaywalk because you don't need to get your, to your tacos that quickly. You don't. <laughs> you don't. And one of these, and these kids, like the youngest kid, barely walking. He's just walking, not even holding hands, waving them along. Hey, come on, kids, come in! Like, like they're freaking dogs or something. Come on, just blows my mind. I will be honest though. I have jaywalked a time or two in my life. Everyone has. Now, I would never, ever, 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 ever do it with Zofia. Not worth it. But I will tell you a little story. When I was probably 14, maybe 13, 13, 14, probably 14. I want to say we were in eighth grade. 
a buddy of mine, Art, I've known since third grade, still one of my best friends to this day. And I talk to him quite often. He's an avid listener of the show. He's going to listen to this and laugh. We lived in the same apartment complex when we were like 14. And we were already good friends. We went to school together, everything else. We went to school together from third grade through freshman year of college. And then I went to film school. And he stayed at Long Beach. Uh, but all those years going to school together. And we lived, lived near each other. I uh, grew up in this town called Poway. It's where Blink-182 is from and where Cloudside is from, you know. Uh, and we grew up there. The apartment complex we lived in was not far from Old Poway Park. And every year at this, this big park in Poway, uh, not old, is it old? Yes, whatever the big park is there. I, I was confused with the, with the railroad one where, where the burger place is. Um, but they do this big, it's called Poway Days. And it's like, I want to say it's in the fall. It's like a big, you know, carnival festival. All for like charity and stuff. So everyone, you know, everyone goes every year. You kind of go there, walk around. And, you know, 14, it's like, yeah, cool. So we're walking there from our, from our apartment complex. And I'm walking with Art, uh, and both of us are walking with his dad. His dad's walking us over there. You know, we were probably old enough to, you know, it's Poway. It's not like downtown LA where you don't want, we were probably old, but I think he was just going with us, you know, go check it out. Uh, so he's walking with us, uh, Art Jr. Yeah, Art, Art is the third. Arthur the third, his dad is, is Arthur Jr., Alfie as we called him. Um, he's walking with us. And, you know, Art and I were like 14 and in great shape, you know, walking, we're, all kinds of, you know, we were in the inline skating at the time and everything else. And so we're walking way ahead of him. And we had this point, if you're, if you're from Poway or you're familiar with Poway, I think it was Community Road that we're crossing there, right? Like Community and, and Poway Road. And we start running across jaywalking. Running across, very busy road, running across. But, you know, we're invincible, 14, 14-year-old boys. Cop pulls up. Poway Sheriff comes pulling up. Starts yelling at us. And he, he's yelling, like, you can't jaywalk and all this stuff. And he wasn't going to give us tickets or anything. You can't jaywalk. You're going to end up a red stain on the on the pavement and everything else. And I kid you not, I'll never forget this. My entire life, I'll never forget this. As he's saying, you're going to end up a red stain on the pavement, I look up, and Art's dad, Alfie, is jaywalking behind the cop <laughs> as the cop is yelling at us. Like, literally jaywalking behind the cop, running across the street as we're getting yelled at by the cop. And I'm just, <laughs> at that point, I just started laughing. I'll never forget it. It was right when he said, you're going to be a red stain on the pavement. Oh, Alfie. He he always, always <laughs> like provided great entertainment for us. Tried to take us to the Qualcomm Stadium when the Super Bowl was happening. <laughs> they were like, just try to drive us right in. <laughs> no, minivan. You ain't getting into the stadium when we got high security for Super Bowl. Uh, but it always makes me laugh. So, yes, I realize people jaywalk. But, again, we were 14. 14. You know, a little less impressionable than, you know, two to five-year-olds. So let's use some common sense there, people. Let's use some common sense. I do have one more thing on the common sense segment. As you know, as I mentioned, even on this episode, we don't talk politics. We don't talk politics. I just won't get into it. We're not getting into this Republican, Democrat, liberal, progressive, blah, 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 blah. I fit into none of those categories. I am a compassionate human being. That is the extent of where I will go as far as labeling myself from a political standpoint. You know, obviously, I am not against uh, same-sex marriage. You know, I, there are a lot of things that simply just make common sense to me. Common sense to me says if you love each other and you're going to be in a loving relationship, get married. You know, common sense says to me that why is it terrible for a same-sex couple that's been together for 20 years to get married as opposed to the Kardashian assholes who just make a mockery of marriage, you know? Or again, not to be political, the president, our president of the United States has been married three times, has children with multiple women. 
but same-sex couples can't get married. You know, th- so background on the common sense. We're not going to get political. Uh, but the House of Representatives passed a repeal of the Affordable Care Act today. This happened today, and everyone's freaking out. And I understand everyone's freaking out. That's fine. We're not going to get on to different sides of this. However you fall on the health insurance spectrum, I'm, I'm not getting into that. What bothers me and what makes this common sense is Congress voted for this. However, they made all of themselves exempt from it. So think about that for a moment. Really, that's all this should come down to. This isn't a partisan issue. This isn't political. This is simply, you know, democracy says that you elect these your peers who are then out for your interest. Your peers. Therefore, if it's not good enough for them, they shouldn't vote on it for everyone else. That's the bottom. To me, this is blatant common sense. Now, if, if they said, okay, we have to adhere to this too, fine. Then you can get into the partisanship of it. That's totally fine. But this is just blatant common sense. They're voting on this for their people, for the people of this country, but then making themselves exempt. Now, that is crap. That is absolute crap. I don't care where you fall on the spectrum. I don't care if you even support the repeal of the Affordable Care Act. That's fine. I'm not going to get into an argument with you on that. I'm just not. However, if you do believe in that, then you should believe that Congress should also have to adhere to those standards. That's the bottom line. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And Congress doesn't realize that. Congress doesn't realize that they should be out for the people. That's the common sense aspect of this. We're not being political. This is simple, common sense. If you're going to make other people do it, you need to do it as well. You need to adhere to those same standards. I don't care who you are. I don't care what the industry is. That's the way it should be. And that's common sense. Simple. You can't argue this one with me. You can argue semantics on the different details of the of healthcare and everything else. That's fine. The people voting on it, who are voting on it for the rest of the country, for all of the people in this country, should have to adhere to it as well. And that, you cannot argue that with me. I mean, you can try. There's just no argument. It's freaking common sense. If you think it's good enough for all the people in your country that you're supposed to be running and making the decisions for, then you do it too. You do it too, assholes. Get with it here. We're not political, but we got common sense on this show. I think that's enough for today. Ah, Yeah, episode 16. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, if you've been around for a while, thanks for sticking with us. We've been a little bit all over the place the past few episodes, but I think we we finally got back into our our, our segments. Because I did get a little feedback on that from people that started listening like recently. They're like, what's blowing through all these? Okay, we had to dedicate some time there. Uh, but if you've been listening, thanks for sticking around. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you're new to the show, I hope you come back. I hope you tell some friends. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. You can also follow on Twitter at tell the wall pod or my personal Twitter at magic Muppet. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you search go tell, go tell it to the wall or you search my name, Sean O'Rourke, those things will come up. Shouldn't be too hard to find, uh, but follow us there. Please always remember I'm, I'm open to feedback. 
I check messages. I've got someone else working on social media that if, if it's important, they're like, check this out. Um, if it's someone saying you suck, you suck, you suck. I think uh, for just to protect my ego, <laughs> I think those are sometimes because I know there's more of those out there. You suck, you suck, you suck. Uh, and and some, I don't think I get as many of those coming across to me uh, as there actually are. Uh, but nonetheless, stay in touch. Uh, Facebook.com slash go tell to the wall at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. We still in works on the YouTube. I'm not even going to get into that stuff, um, but follow us as always. Thank you for joining. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, episode 16. Uh, I hope you all come back. And as always, I appreciate you all being here. Um, and thanks for joining. Don't forget. I am Sean O'Rourke. The one and only Sean O'Rourke. We had some debate on that a little while back, but I am the one and only Sean O'Rourke here with Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. And remember, Wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter who you meet, always, always, always use common sense.